Chapter Four of Curiosities of Olden Times. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carolyn. Curiosities of Olden Times by Sabine Baring Gold. Chapter Four: Queer Culprits. According to Jewish law if an ox gore a man or a woman that they die then the ox shall be surely stoned and his flesh shall not be eaten but the owner of the ox shall be quit after giving this command moses proceeds to enforce the doctrine of the responsibility of the beast's owner and to ensure his punishment should he be wittingly let a dangerous animal run loose also to make provision for his security under some extenuating circumstances these commands were carried into the laws of medieval europe the jurists at the same time introducing refinements of their own and enforcing them in numerous cases which afford matter for curious inquiry and are full of technicalities and peculiarities at once amusing and instructive as throwing light on the customs and habits of thought in those times now take the case of a child injured by a sow or a man killed by a bull the trial was conducted in precisely the same manner as though sow and bull were morally criminal they were apprehended placed before the ordinary tribunal and given over to execution again an inroad of locusts or snails takes place common law is helpless it may pronounce judgment but who is to execute its decrees temporal power being palpably unavailing the spiritual tribunal steps in the decision of the magistrates being useless perhaps excommunication may suffice this then was an established maxim if the criminal could be reached he was handed over to the ordinary courts of justice if however the matter was beyond their control he fell within the jurisdiction of ecclesiastical courts poor culprit not a loophole left by which to escape let us consider the manner of proceeding under the former circumstance a bull has caused the death of a man the brute is seized and incarcerated a lawyer is appointed to plead for the delinquent another is counsel for the prosecution witnesses are bound over the case is heard and sentence is given by the judge declaring the bull guilty of deliberate and wilful murder and accordingly that it must suffer the penalty of hanging or burning the following cases are taken from among numerous others and will afford examples a d twelve sixty six a pig burnt at fontenay aux roses near paris for having devoured a child thirteen eighty six a judge at falaise condemned a sow to be mutilated in its leg and head and then to be hanged for having lacerated and killed a child it was executed in the square dressed in man's clothes the execution cost six hours six deniers and a new pair of gloves for the executioner that he might come out of the job with clean hands thirteen eighty nine a horse tried at dijon on information given by the magistrates of montbar and condemned to death for having killed a man 
1499 a bull was condemned to death at corroy near beauvais for having in a fury or key a little boy of fourteen or fifteen years old a farmer of moissy let a mad bull escape the brute met and gored a man so severely that he only survived a few hours charles count de valois having heard of the accident whilst at his chateau of crepy ordered the bull to be seized and committed for trial this was accordingly done the officers of the count de valois gathered all requisite information received the affidavits of witnesses established the guilt of the bull condemned it to be hanged and executed it on the gibet of moissy le temple the death of the beast thus expiated that of the man but matters did not stop here an appeal against the sentence of the count's officers was lodged before the candlemas parliament of thirteen fourteen drawn up in the name of the procureur de l'hôpital at moissy declaring the officers to have been incompetent judges having no jurisdiction within the confines of moissy and as having attempted to establish a precedent the parliament received and investigated the appeal and decided that the condemnation of the bull was perfectly just but found that the count de valois had no judicial rights within the territory of moissy and that his officers had acted illegally in taking part in the affair here is a list of the expenses incurred on the occasion of a sow's execution for having eaten a child to the expenditure made for her whilst in jail six souls item to the executioner who came from paris to moulin to put the criminal to death by orders of the bailiff and the procureur du roi fifty-four souls item to a conveyance of conducting her to execution six sols item to cords to tie and bind her two sols eight deniers item to gloves two deniers the charter of eleonora drawn up in thirteen ninety five and entitled carta de logo containing the complete civil and criminal code for sardinia enjoins that oxen and cows whether wild or domesticated may be legally killed when they are taken marauding asses convicted of similar delinquencies common enough by the way are treated more humanely they are considered in the same light as thieves of a higher order in society the first time that an ass is found in a cultivated field not belonging to its master one of its ears is cropped if it commits the same offence again it loses the second ear should the culprit be hardened in crime and inveterate enough to trespass a third time it is not hanged does not even lose its tail but is confiscated to the crown and goes to swell the royal herd during the fourteenth and fifteenth centuries the guilty animals suffered death on the gallows and our sires considered that such a punishment must strike terror into the minds of all cattle owners and jobbers so as effectually to prevent them from suffering their beasts to stray at large over the country later on however these capital condemnations were done away with the proprietor of the animal was condemned to pay damages and the criminal was killed without trial 
one more specimen and we shall pass to cases coming under ecclesiastical courts country folk believe still that cocks lay eggs this is an old superstition people holding formerly that from these accursed eggs sprang basilisks or horrible winged serpents gross relates in his petit chronique du bal that in the month of august fourteen seventy four an abandoned and profligate cock of that town was accused of the crime of having laid one of these eggs and was brought before the magistrates tried convicted and condemned to death the court delivered over the culprit to the executioner who burned it publicly along with its egg in a place called kohlenberger amidst a great concourse of citizens and peasants assembled to witness such a ludicrous execution the poor cock no doubt suffered on account of the belief prevalent at the period that it was in league with the devil a cock was the offering made by witches at their sabbaths and as these eggs were reputed to contain snakes reptiles particularly grateful to devils it was taken as a proof of the cock having been engaged in the practice of sorcery the annals of ireland relate that in thirteen eighty three a cock was convicted of a similar offence in that island and that it suffered at the stake the heat of the flames burst the egg and there issued forth a serpent-like creature which however perished in the fire we shall pass now to the second part of our subject namely proceedings against snails flies mice moles ants caterpillars etc it has frequently happened in all parts of the world that an unusual number of vermin have made their appearance and destroyed the garden produce or that flies have been so abundant as to drive the cattle mad from their bites in such cases the sufferers had recourse to the church which hearkened to their complaints and fulminated her anathema against the culprits the method of proceeding much resembled that already stated as being in vogue in the ordinary tribunals the plaintiff appointed counsel the court accorded a counsel to the defendants and the ecclesiastical judge summed up and gave sentence all requisite forms of law were gone through with precision and minuteness as a specimen we shall extract some details from a consultation on the subject made by bartholomew de chasseneux a noted lawyer of the sixteenth century after having spoken in the opening of the custom among the inhabitants of baume of asking the authorities of autun to excommunicate certain insects larger than flies vulgarly termed herbers a favour which was invariably accorded them chasseneux enters on the question whether such a proceeding be right the subject is divided into five parts in each of which he exhibits vast erudition the lawyer then consoles the inhabitants of bonnois with the reflection that the scourge which vexes them devastates other countries in india the herbers are three feet long their legs are armed with teeth which the natives employ as saws the remedy found most effectual is to make a female in the most dégagé costume conceivable preambulate the canton with bare feet 
this method however is open to grave objections on the score of decency and public morality the advocate then discusses the legality of citing insects before a court of justice he decides that such a summons is perfectly justifiable he proceeds to inquire whether they should be expected to attend in person and in default of their so doing whether the prosecution can lawfully be carried on chasseneux satisfies himself and us that this is in strict accordance with the law the sort of tribunal before which the criminals should be cited forms the next subject of inquiry he decides in favour of the ecclesiastical courts the advocate proceeds to convince his readers by twelve conclusive arguments that excommunication of animals is justifiable having done so he brings forward a series of examples and precedents he asserts that a priest once excommunicated an orchard whither children resorted to eat apples when naughty chicks they ought to have been at church the result was all that could have been desired for the trees produced no fruit till at the request of the dowager duchess of burgundy the inhibition was removed he mentions as well an excommunication fulminated by a bishop against sparrows which flying in and out of the church of st vincent left their traces on the seats and desks and in other ways disturbed the faithful st bernard be it remembered whilst preaching in the parish church of folny was troubled by the incessant humming of the flies the saint broke off his sermon to exclaim o oh, flies i denounce you the pavement was instantaneously littered with their dead bodies st patrick as every one knows drove the serpents out of ireland by his ban this is the form of excommunication as given by chasseneux o snails caterpillars and other obscene creatures which destroy the food of our neighbours depart hence leave these cantons which you are devastating and take refuge in those localities where you can injure no one i n p etc chasseneux obtained such credit from his opinion that in fifteen ten he was appointed by the authorities of antin to be advocate of the rats and to plead their cause in a trial which was to ensue on account of the devastation they committed in eating the harvest over a large portion of burgundy in his defence chasseneux showed that the rats had not received formal notice and before proceeding with the case he obtained a decision that all the priests of the afflicted parishes should announce an adjournment and summon the defendants to appear on a fixed day at the adjourned trial he complained that the delay accorded his clients had been too short to allow of their appearing in consequence of the roads being infested with cats chasseneux made an able defence and finally obtained a second adjournment we believe that no verdict was given in a formulary of exorcisms believed to have been drawn up by saint gratus bishop of aosta in the ninth century we find unclean beasts excommunicated as agents of satan from such a superstition as this sprang the numerous legends of the evil one having been exercised into the form of a beast as for instance by st taurinus of evreux 
and by saint walter of scotland who died in twelve fourteen and who charmed the devil into the shape of a black dog pig wolf rat etc the devil rush in the popular medieval tale of friar rush was conjured into a horse and made to carry enough lead on his back to roof a church felix maleolus relates that william bishop of lausanne pronounced sentence against the leeches which infested the lake of geneva and killed the fish and that the said leeches retreated to a locality assigned them by the prelate the same author relates at large the proceedings instituted against some mosquitoes in the thirteenth century in the electorate of mayence when the judge before whom they were cited granted them on account of the minuteness of their bodies and their extreme youth a curator and counsel who pleaded their cause and obtained for them a piece of land to which they were banished on the seventeenth of august fourteen eighty seven snails were sentenced at macon in fifteen eighty five caterpillars suffered excommunication in valence in the sixteenth century a spanish bishop from the summit of a rock bade all rats and mice leave his diocese and betake themselves to an island which he surrendered to them the vermin obeyed swimming in vast numbers across the strait to their domain in sixteen ninety four during the witch persecutions at salem in new england under the quakers increase and cotton mather a dog was strangely afflicted and was found guilty of having been ridden by a warlock the dog was hanged another dog was accused of afflicting others who fell into fits the moment it looked upon them it was also put to death a canadian bishop in the same century excommunicated the wood pigeons the same expedient was had recourse to against caterpillars by a grand vicar of pont du chateau in auvergne as late as the eighteenth century the absurdity of these trials called forth several treatises during the middle ages philip de beaumanoir in the thirteenth century in his customs of beauvoisy complained of their folly and in sixteen o six cardinal du perron forbade any exorcism of animals or the use without license of prayers in the church for their extermination a book published in fourteen fifty nine de fascino by a spanish benedictine monk leonard Ver, holds up the practice to ridicule eveillon in his traite des excommunications published in sixteen fifty one does the same one curious story more and we shall give a detailed account of one of those trials we have taken this from benoit's histoire de l'edite de nantes page seven hundred fifty four and give a translation of the writer's own words the protestant chapel at la rochelle was condemned to be demolished in sixteen eighty five the bell had a fate sufficiently droll it was whipped as a punishment for having assisted heretics it was then buried and disinterred in order to represent its new birth in passing into the hands of the catholics it was catechized and had to reply it was compelled to recant and promise never again to relapse into sin 
it then made ample and honourable recompense lastly it was reconciled baptized and given to the parish which bears the name of saint bartholomew but the point of the story is that when the governor who had sold it to the parish asked for payment the answer made him was that it had been huguenot that it had been newly converted and that consequently it had a right to demand a delay of three years before paying its debts according to the law passed by the king for the benefit of those recently converted we propose now giving the particulars of a remarkable action brought against some ants towards the commencement of the eighteenth century for violation of the rights of property it is related by padre manuel bernardes in his nova floresta lisboa seventeen twenty eight and is quoted by m emile agnel among his curiosites judiciaires et historiques to whom and to the paper of m menabrea entitled procès feto animo in the twelfth volume of the transactions of the chambery society we are indebted for much of our information action brought by the friars minor of the province of pridat no maranho in brazil against the ants of the said territory it happens according to the account of a monk of the said order in that province that the ants which thereabouts are both numerous large and destructive had in order to enlarge the limits of their subterranean empire undermined the cellars of the brethren burrowing beneath the foundations and thus weakening the walls which daily threatened ruin over and above the said offence was another they had burglariously entered the stores and carried off the flour which was kept for the service of the community since the hostile multitudes were united and indefatigable night and day palvula nam exemplu est magni formica laboris ore trahit quotcumque protest atque adit a servo quem struit horace set one the monks were brought into peril of famine and were driven to seek a remedy for this intolerable nuisance and since all the means to which they resorted were unavailing the unanimity of the multitude being quite insurmountable as a last resource one of the friars moved by a superior instinct we can easily believe that gave his advice that returning to the spirit of humility and simplicity which had qualified their seraphic founder who termed all creatures his brethren brother son brother wolf sister swallow etc they should bring an action against their sisters the ants before the divine tribunal of providence and should name counsel for defendants and plaintiffs also that the bishop should in the name of supreme justice hear the case and give judgment the plan was approved of and after all arrangements had been made an indictment was presented by the counsel for the plaintiffs and as it was contested by the counsel for the defendants he produced his reason requiring protection for his clients these latter lived on the alms which they received from the faithful collecting offerings with much labour and personal inconvenience whilst the ants creatures whose morals and manner of life were clearly contrary to the gospel precepts 
and were regarded with horror on that account by st francis the founder of the confraternity lived by fraud and not content with acts of larceny proceeded to open violence and endeavours to ruin the house consequently they were bound to show reason or in default be concluded that they should all be put to death by some pestilence or drowned by an inundation at all events should be exterminated from the district the counsel for the little black folk replying to these accusations alleged with justice to his clients in the first place that having received from their maker the benefit of life they were bound by a law of nature to preserve it by means of those instincts implanted in them item that in the observance of these means they served providence by setting men an example of those virtues enjoined on them viz prudence a cardinal virtue in that they the ants used forethoughts preparing for an evil day formicae populus infirmus qui preparat in messe sibum sibi proverbs thirty twenty five diligence also in amassing in this life merits for a life to come according to jerome formica dicitur strenuus quisque et providus operarius qui presenti vita velut in astete fructus justitiae quos in eternum recipiet sibi recondit st hieronymus in proverbs six thirdly charity in aiding each other when their burden was beyond their strength according to abbot absalon pacis et concordiae vivum exemplum formica reliquit que suum comparem forte plus justo oneratum naturali quandam charite aleviat absalon apud pincellum in mundo symbolico eight lastly of religion and piety in giving sepulture to the dead of their kind as writes pliny sepeliuntur inter se viventium sole preta ominem pliny liber eleven thirty six an opinion borne also by the monk marcus who observes he luctu celebri copra defuncta deportabant st hieronymus in vita malci item that the toil these ants underwent far surpassed that of the plaintiffs since their burdens were often larger than their bodies and their courage greater than their strength item that in the eyes of the creator men are regarded as worms on account of their superior intelligence perhaps superior to the defendants but inferior to them morally from having offended their maker by violating the laws of reason though they observed those of nature wherefore they rendered themselves unworthy of being served or assisted by any creatures since they men had committed greater crimes against heaven than had the clients of this learned counsel in stealing their flower item that his clients were in possession of the spot in question before the appellants had established themselves there consequently that the monks should be expelled from lands to which they had no other right than a seizure of them by main force finally he concluded that the plaintiffs ought to defend their house and meals by human means which they the defendants would not oppose whilst they the defendants 
continued their manner of life obeying the law imposed on their nature and rejoicing in the freedom of the earth for the earth belongs not to the plaintiffs but to the creator domini est terra et plenitudo eius the answer was followed by replies and counter-replies so that the counsel for the prosecution saw himself restrained to admit that the debate had very much altered his opinion of the criminality of the defendants he had the learned counsel for the defendants argued admitted that the action was brought by brethren against sisters brethren monks against sister aunts the sister aunts conformed to the law of nature imposed on them continued the counsel for the insects the brother monks claiming to be ruled by an additional law that of reason violated so that they placed themselves only under the law of animal instinct the same which regulates the ants the latter are not raised to the level of man but the friars have lowered themselves to that of brutes consequently the action is not between man and beast but between beast and beast all arguments founded on the assumption of higher intelligence in man consequently break down the judge revolved this matter carefully in his mind and finally rendered judgment that the brethren should appoint a field in their neighbourhood suitable for the habitation of the ants and that the latter should change their abode immediately under pain of major excommunication by such an arrangement both parties would be content and be reconciled for the ants must consider that the monks had come into the land to sow there the seed of the gospel and that they themselves could easily obtain a livelihood elsewhere and at less cost this sentence having been given one of the friars was appointed to convey it to the insects which he did reading it aloud at the openings of their burrows wondrous event it nigrum campais agmen one saw dense columns of the little creatures in all haste leaving their ant-hills and betaking themselves direct to their appointed residence manuel bernardes adds that this sentence was pronounced on the seventeenth of january seventeen thirteen and that he saw and examined the papers referring to this transaction in the monastery of st anthony where they were deposited End of chapter 4